we bonded more than we had in years. I surrendered and really um, allowed myself to be there for her because she had given so selflessly her entire life to me that it was my turn to selflessly, selflessly give my entire life to her for that moment because I, I knew in my heart that um, that I don't think she was going to beat it. So um, that was really hard too to actually face that knowing that she was dying. Hello and welcome to Grief, Gratitude and the Gray in Between podcast. This podcast is about exploring the grief that occurs at different times in our lives in which we have had major changes and transitions that literally shake us to the core and make us experience grief. I created this podcast for people to feel a little less hopeless and alone in their own grief process as they hear the stories of others who have had similar journeys. I'm Kendra Rinaldi, your host. Now, let's dive right in to today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. I have the honor of introducing to you all a new friend of mine because she's actually my sister's really close friend and Jenny and I have not met in person. We've only met via Zoom twice and it's been in gatherings in which I've been able to participate in her breath work and even um, meditation and also yoga virtually. <laughs> so, you know, so it's like, I've only met you virtually. And just of what I know from what my sisters shared. And I just know she adores you. I know I've seen your pictures and this is what I can see even just from your pictures and from having been, you know, present in Zoom with you is that your soul shines through your smile. And um, it really like just go comes through like you could mm, see it so it is you. just like yeah it is you can see that there's absolute like this um there's a word in spanish called con contento you know contentment like mm. joy like an internal kind of like a and it's more like it has that peaceful kind of con connotation somebody mm. that's content you know it's like mm -hmm. it's just like yeah it's not like woohoo type of thing but just like the oh my you gosh, know that you. <laughs> That, that's the energy I feel from you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, because it's taken me some a journey to get to this place of contentment. Um, and I think my smile before was mm -hmm. probably not from a place of pure contentment, more of Ooh. trying to put up a facade. And so through what we'll probably dive into, I think um, has gotten me to this place now. Where oh, I, I, well, I yeah truly feel at peace when I am offering my smile and my presence to others. That is that is so important that you say that and that you acknowledge that mm. because that that is uh, big. I think a lot of us are still working on uh, discovering which masks we've kind of worn too long and yes. um and are trying to kind of shed that along the way. And I think as we mature and we go through different things and hardships in our life, we start realizing that they don't serve us anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when we kind of start letting them go and let the true 
the trueness of ourselves shine through. So thank you for sharing that. You see, we already got a huge piece of gold already in the beginning. I usually say we get all these little nuggets throughout a call, but we got a big, big piece of gold at the beginning with that comment that you made. So thank you. So Jenny, you're a mom of three beautiful girls, all with my favorite letter, all have the same letter of my name. And my sister has okay, yeah. So uh so beautiful. So three three girls under the age of four, a busy mom, a yogi, an actor, dancer, and married to a musician, uh, a singer for uh, We the Kings. So very excited to have you. And right now, we this time right now is gold for you because it's the time your girls are sleeping. And for you to give me that <laughs> that hour of time while they're sleeping, uh, napping, thank you so much for for blessing us here with your presence. Thank you for having me. I I do feel very grateful that I'm able to jump on this call because sometimes the schedule, as you know, can be crazy. So um, (laughs) I am grateful and I am excited to dive into this conversation. Yeah. So let's, let's go in it. Let's go Mm -hmm. head first. So uh, my sister connected us because you had a similar um, grief experience as we have, my sister and I and my brother have had, which is the passing of your mother. Yes. So um, so share a little bit about the when, and then we're going to just kind of navigate in, in through here little bits and pieces. So um, when did your mom pass away? She passed March 17th of 2018. And you're um, able to ask me any questions along the way. I can Thank you. Um, try and just give you... A little backstory of yes, please. Yes, um, I had moved to Los Angeles in 2007, and I had been there for about six months. Um, uh, I was the first child to move away from home, so my mom was very sad, and as my dad was too. But I think he was more open to me spreading my wings and leaving, you know, the nest. Um, I was going to say, where was the nest then? Where, the, where is the nest? Uh, where yes. is your nest? What is it? My nest was in Orlando where I'm okay. back. Again. Now. Okay. Yes. Okay. So when you moved, so you moved to a, 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 okay. So six, you moved six months, you said? Uh-huh. Um, after college, okay. I moved to Los Angeles and uh, the six months there was great. Uh, I vividly remember, though, getting a phone call um, one Sunday morning as I was going to church. It was actually in the parking lot before I went in. And, you know, when you get that call, I, I'm sure maybe you got the caller. I don't know if they sat you down personally, but um, I was across the country and my mom and dad were on the phone and they said, you know, we have to talk to you about something important and of course at that second my heart sank because I kind of I don't know maybe had a feeling but maybe I don't know it it was just you you, when you hear those words you Mm -hmm. you just jump to the worst um and so yes she had been diagnosed with breast cancer in 2007 and um I just remember going into church after we got off the phone call and just like the music and praising God and just crying the entire sermon. Um, and uh, that sermon spoke to me and I was just saying, thank you for healing my mom. Thank you for protecting her, keeping her safe. And I left that sermon feeling, you know, refreshed and still sad because I, 
wasn't at home with her. Um, and so, but you also, I don't know if you know, but living far away from it kind of Mm -hmm. takes you out of it. And so I wasn't really aware of what was going on. Um, it was, uh, she got, had a lumpectomy after she was first diagnosed and then did a round of radiation and, um, I just remember being in California and just talking to her and my parents weren't very vocal about what was going on, I think, to protect us, um, which is now looking back, not super beneficial and helpful, I don't think, in the healing process. Because Um, they weren't sharing too much. So for you, not knowing certain pieces of information was not helping you in your own like grief healing process. I think so. I mean, like, um, in that moment, maybe it was, Mm -hmm. but because I was unaware and I was just still living my life, which I think Mm -hmm. is probably a good thing instead of, you know, going to a dark place, getting depressed and maybe thinking Mm -hmm. about it too much. Um, so there's that fine line and I understand, um, that they were trying to protect me and keep me safe and not worry. Right. Because I guess with cancer, it's one day at a time, just like anything else. You can't really think about the future. You don't know what is going to happen. Um, You could be healed. You could not be healed. So I understand maybe, you know, why they didn't want to worry me. Right. Um, Because there's so many unknowns. It's very, yeah. Yeah. It's very, yes. uh, Yeah. And, and your siblings were still, so how many siblings are you all total? So there's four of us and And the other three were still home then during that process. Yes. The younger two were in in college though. They were um, 10 years Mm -hmm. younger than me and my sister. So I think for all of us, we were all like kind of in a place where we had a lot of other stuff going on. So we weren't really involved too much with, what was going on. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, so another like little tidbit is like I said, my dad was very open to me moving to Los Angeles, but my mom always wanted her kids around her Mm because her kids were her life. Um, so unfortunately me and my mom had some, I think resentment when I was in California and, um, yeah, I was away and I could tell that she didn't, you know, necessarily want me to have gone, but that's my, my passion was to always move to Los Angeles and follow my dreams. And so I stuck to that. Um, and, and then, you know, she was in remission, not for a long time. And it, then it came back in 2013, it had metastasized. Oh, okay. So, so 2007 was her, so 13 years ago was her diagnosis. So then you, while you were, sorry if I backtrack. So yes. while you were in California and they were home, uh, she went through chemo and all the procedures those, yes, yeah. and all that. Did you ever in those then before, you know, during that time, did you go back like at certain points on, you know, vacation, like, you know, certain mm-hmm. breaks that you got to see her in that uh, fragile, fragile state in any of that uh, period of time? So in the early um, stages of it, I didn't cause I wasn't aware. Like I, I think they mm-hmm. made it seem like everything's okay. Like she's going to be okay, you know? So I really wasn't too worried. Um, okay. and I didn't go to any of her appointments, but then we were on a family vacation, um, in 
2013 when um, actually my husband Travis was with us. He had so, so kind had bought us all um, uh, a townhome to stay in in Colorado mm-hmm. and invited my parents and everything. And um, on that trip, my mom told us that it went into remission. I could tell she was off during the whole vacation and I wasn't really sure why. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was tough because we were all together and we were all so happy. I just met Travis and that's what um, I was just going to say, like, because then you met him for you being in California. Yeah. We met in California yeah. in 2013. See, there, was a, there was a purpose you had to be in California. You see, like you were, yes, you know, yes. that was the mm-hmm. whole reason you had to move there. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, when you look back, you're like, "Wow!" And I have no regrets. Um, right. But yes, that is the, that is one of the reasons. <laughs> yes. One of the main reasons. Yes. Yeah. So then you're there, and so she were your siblings there too when you guys were in, in yes. Colorado, or just okay? So mm-hmm. you were all there. She shares the news of it mm-hmm. coming back, mm-hmm. and um, Ugh. and then what was the journey then from there on? That so, oh, that yeah, what happened? That seems to have. Yes. Um, I, I, they all, it all has touched a little bit of a chord when I, you know, rehash all of the memories. Um, uh, it's hard to talk about, but it's good to talk Mm -hmm. about. Um, because, uh, me and Travis got engaged in 2000 and, we got married and t- I, I know My the date. Like, mom brain, mom brain. <laughs> so, okay, so he- Jenny, you want to go nap with the girls? <laughs> I might Should need we one. postpone the podcast? <laughs> we might. We might have to. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so Travis proposed in um, May of 2014, and we had gone on that trip in March. Um, so Travis proposed, I thought actually everyone thought he was going to do it on this trip, (laughs) you know, just to throw that out there, whatever he didn't. Um, uh, that would have been a little of a, you know, um, interesting kind of combination of emotions of your mom, right. That Mm -hmm. duality. Mm -hmm. So I guess it was a good thing, but, um, so yeah, so we got engaged in 2014. We decided to have the wedding in December of 2014. So everything happened really quick between Travis and I, and I'm really so grateful that it did because my mom got to meet him in September of 2013 before everything uh, came back. And she had such a love for Travis and Travis had such a love for her. Their bond was so incredible. And um, I think he brought her so much peace. Oh my God. She was like his biggest fan at this is all bringing like so much emotion back to me now that I'm like talking okay. about it. It's um, okay. But yeah, she would like be front row in all of his shows. And um, when she got really sick, she couldn't make some of them. So we would FaceTime her and she FaceTime in to the shows. And uh, yeah, she, their bond was beautiful. So did she know who he was? Did she know who he was as a musician prior to you guys starting dating? Or I didn't know who he did was. she become? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Did she? Did she know? No, Maybe, I, or did she yeah. become a fan? Or did she become a fan after? Uh, after? Oh, yes, okay. that yeah. is so beautiful. How supportive and and beautiful that was. Yeah, she had. Oh my god, such a blast at his shows. And one of his songs was, you know, "Just Keep Breathing." And so I think that song really mm-hmm. got her through a lot. Um, 
It's a beautiful song. And oh, he wrote a beautiful song for her funeral. Oh my god. Anyway. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, You're gonna have to send me that one. Yeah. If 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 there's a link to that one, let me know because we could put it in the show notes mm. if there's any of those links. Uh because yeah. I know your husband's done several like um, YouTube videos and stuff of these songs. So mm-hmm. any of these that you feel that as the listeners are, others. you know, hearing this and if it could help them, yeah, please let me know. And we could put those in the show notes. Yeah. I don't even know if he wow. put that song out, but I hope he did because it was beautiful. Um, no. So I'll let you know. Um, so I'm kind of getting off track and going all over the place. No, no, no. That, <laughs> I, well, you know, this is what I, this is what I, I say with conversations in general. It's kind of like grief that it's just not linear, really. Like, you know, it's the same, but like the conversation conversation could kind of go it doesn't have to be linear we could jump right you know at least started at the fact that we already know that your mom passed away but we're going into the other parts too and which are all you know so important so uh so no please continue so then you guys the marriage was then may 7 uh may um december 2000, of 2000 december sorry 2007 yeah. okay engaged in that year yeah okay yes. so so yes. was you able to be at the uh wedding that December yes. and where did where was it was it in California was it in Orlando or where was Travis from originally uh so we met in California but he was from Florida so it was like a okay. beautiful um you know oh, you know when okay. you write down like what you want in a, a mate um uh-huh. he like <laughs> checked off all the boxes I really wanted someone that was from Florida so we could visit our families together and oh, so yes, perfect. it was beautiful and so yes my mom was at the wedding and we actually um decided to have them redo their vows during our ceremony oh, so my mom and dad oh. were able to stand up and um uh celebrate their love um beautiful uh yeah what's the word to when you redo your vows so yeah oh my gosh that I was so grateful that uh we had that um happen at our wedding for them because it really touched my mom um so anyway so yes yeah, so I so then I got pregnant <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) two months later (laughs) and after that um Travis was like I think we should find a house in Orlando and I was like I want to be in California I love California even though my mom was sick um I think it was probably a helping me to not really be in it to be far away Mm -hmm. and I wasn't facing it um but we decided to move back and um in 2015 and we bought a house here in Orlando and it was the best decision I had ever made in my entire life. We bonded more than we had in years. I surrendered and really um, allowed myself to be there for her because she had given so selflessly her entire life to me that it was my turn to selflessly self give my entire life to her for that moment because I I knew in my heart that um that I don't think she was gonna beat it so um that was really hard too to actually face that knowing that she was dying you know um and that came like a year after we had moved I remember vividly the realization yeah the realization that that was what was the happening the the journey was going to lead to yeah yeah I remember just crying just yelling at Travis saying she's dying she's dying and like no one everyone was trying to be so positive like and oh she'll make it through she'll try she'll have another she'll do another trial another test trial she did so many different trials and drugs and chemo and I knew I knew it wasn't helping um 
So it's so it's just so so hard because I I can I can relate to what you're saying of the aspect of one still you know being you know keeping your hopes up in that process mm-hmm. but at the same time not being naive about mm-hmm. it either you know and that's kind of how our family was we were like that duality was very prevalent throughout all of it in mm-hmm. all of our cases like sometimes like my mom would say things that we'd be like oh okay does she realize like you know like you know she's like oh no I want to save that I want to save those clothes you know for afterwards because mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like or something you know and then we'd be my sister and I would look <sighs> at each other like oh you know and then but then it'd be like so we'd be like looking at you know burial plots you know what I mean right. like it was that totally. contrast it's of like oh yes it was just well oh, so I totally can relate yeah you want them uh to live so badly and uh, um, for me, I was doing everything in my power that I could because I personally believe in alternative medicine and holistic medicine. And I was trying so hard to get her to try something different. I was pumping my breast milk for her to mm-hmm. see if that would give her nutrients that she needed because she was just taking all these drugs and not doing anything to enhance her immune system while doing it like nothing you know she wasn't eating mm-hmm. she wasn't she would have starbucks frappuccinos and chick-fil-a because that's what her body was craving but that's what the cancer was craving and it was killing me inside seeing her mm-hmm. you know put that into her body along with the drugs and um, i got to a really angry place and like was so, in that journey. Yeah, yeah. So mad that she wasn't trying anything or doing anything different um, to help, you know, cure this or, you know, prolong. <sighs> yeah. And that's one of the things that I, that, that aspect of nutrition, that's one of the things I noticed in my mom's cancer journey too. Like when, um, cause she was so, so thin um, and they needed to get her to be in a weight hopefully to be able to operate if, if, mm-hmm. if the tumor reduced. And I remember that the doctor would just say, Oh, you just eat some ice cream, you know, and things like that. Like it was like, yeah. and my mom's like, he just said, I need to, you know, eat whatever, but I need to eat. And I was like, yeah, but it just doesn't make sense that they're like, you know, like, you to eat bad what? Yeah, or- yeah. Like it just didn't make sense. Like, yes, I get it. But, it uh, but sense. that part of nutrition was just, missing in the healing you know journey in the medical component of it you know like you know my sister and I like we would do and she would also research she was always into holistic medicine too herself but at this point she kind of surrendered to traditional you know Mm -hmm. that was just um that was was kind of what she did but um but you know everybody's journey is in you know and it's respected and everybody's choice but yes but it when (laughs) you struggle with those decisions too Mm. so the moment I decided Mm -hmm. and I chose to honor her, to respect her, to surrender Mm -hmm. to what she wanted, not what I wanted. This is her journey. This is her path. She is going to choose for herself where, what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't do it. And it was killing me inside knowing that I, I couldn't, but the moment that I stepped back and I said, thank you, God, I know that this is her path. This is her journey. I need to let go. I let go and let God. And uh, was a moment our relationship turned its pages. I was there for her. I was like not um, judging her. I was not uh, forcing her, attacking her to try something new. I just was there with her, holding her hand, talking to her, being with her, 
And it was the most beautiful thing that I could have ever done because like I said, I have, I have no regrets. I had, you know, stayed in California or didn't come back. Like I would take Kinsley with us to every doctor's appointment with her and Kinsley would brighten her days while she was there, like (laughs) waiting to get anesthesia. I would go back in the room with her. I would play with her hair and I would, you know, so the moment I surrendered and just was there for her, you were able to be present. Yeah. Present 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 in what was happening. And I just remember like the last week of her life, I would go home and I would just lay in bed and I would breathe in love and exhale fear and say that to myself. And Mm. because I'm sure like no one can sleep during that time, but I like, Mm. I had to choose something to get me through it. And that helped so much. I was, I was at peace finally by the end, you know, I was at peace with what was happening and we were all there with her and it was the most beautiful thing. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, she passed away in my, in their home and my little sister was holding her hand and she yelled to everyone because we were arranging things like out in the living room and we all ran back to the bedroom and she took her last breath and smiled and I cried my eyes out and I was saying, thank you, God, thank you, God. And just like raising my hands and like I could feel her soul lifting me mm. and it was beautiful and I wanted to be there. I was there. I stayed with her until, you know, the hospice uh, truck came or the Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know what what is the word. Um, uh, I also body. forgot. Um, but yeah, it's not the it's, it's the uh, mortuary. Mor- uh, yeah, what is that? No, oh, I don't mortuary. know. Um, I forget the name too. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, until they um, came to take take her, her body, which was uh, and then the sweet guy that came to take her body. We would always before we left the house, my parents' house. Everyone always honks two times, and everyone's outside waving. No one goes back inside before anyone leaves, and. The sweet guy honked two times for, you know, my mom and left. It was like. Oh, so it's a tradition. So every time you leave the house, so it doesn't matter if somebody's leaving your house at like two in the morning, you're going to honk and wake up the whole neighborhood. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. And honk two times. Yeah. I mean, we would never really leave my parents' house at two in the morning, but it's all. (laughs) Um, So. So then you would you just told him then if he could just honk when yeah, he was leaving. And he oh, did. It was just so sweet. That's beautiful because it's honoring it, that tradition. Now, spiritual wise and and religious wise, you mentioned mentioned church. Was that something that then held you through that the aspect of meditation? What what were some of these hmm. tools you used in the journey of her of her? of her uh, illness of her of her sickness and then what have you been using now since Mm. her passing Mm. yeah so like I said in the early stages I wasn't I was going to church in Los Angeles and it gave Mm me um so much peace um I was raised Catholic I was going to a Christian church in Los Angeles when I moved to LA I was um I love how the Baha'is say that you should always um uh, search for your own identity or your own truth. Your, truth. Uh, what is what is the don't they say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, individual investigation yes, of truth. Yes, individual <laughs> investigation of truth was exactly what I did when I moved to Los Angeles, um, and that's when I met the Baha'is. Actually, uh, that faith, and um, mm-hmm. so I was exploring all different faiths, which was helping me. The people I was surrounding myself with were so positive and prayed with me and. Um, I could, Travis's mom too, I have to say was, a she's a big uh, Christian and she, her prayers 
she was with my mom so many times too, where she would just pray over her and I could call her anytime and she would pray with me on the phone. Um, And that gave me a lot of peace because her faith is so strong and she has actually battled cancer twice in her life. And I think that her faith has what has gotten her through it. Um, So I think that's a very big part in healing, Uh, having Mm -hmm. something that you believe in, whether it's God, a higher power, you know, which whatever whatever it is, (laughs) whatever it is, um, is really important. And um, so that helped me a lot in the early stages. And then when I came back to Florida, um, I was meditating and doing yoga and just getting to that place of silence where I can actually let go of any of the thoughts that I was having because I had some crazy thoughts during the the whole process, especially when she got sick during the end, you know, Mm. and yeah, the, the anger and the sadness and the depression. And mind you, I was pregnant three times oh. during her, uh, well, two times during her sickness and then once after she had passed. So all my births. So you gave birth to your second one while she was still alive. alive. Yeah, You're so I had alive. two okay. babies uh, in my, I had all three babies in my home and my mom was able to come to the first two births. Um she was there with me, yes, with Kinsley, and she was there with me through Kaya, but Kaya, she was the sickest, and this is another crazy topic, too, where, you know, that has so much to do with the birthing process, because mm-hmm. I was most angry and most sad with Kaya, and her birthing process was the most difficult, um, and Callie, like when my order, mom- Like allowing, you mean your body to surrender in that moment? Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. It wasn't allowed. The tension itself. Ooh. My, so you my surrendered to your mom's illness, but yet something, in, 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 or had you already at that moment when you were having right. Kaya, had you already surrendered to her, to the illness itself right. and the her process? Right. So, right. So I said, mm-hmm. I said in our conversation that I had surrendered, but- obviously I had not. And like you said, it's like a journey, right? So I think I had surrendered. I said, I surrender. And, um, but that was when she was most sick with Kaya because she had, she, Kaya was born and she passed six months later. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So, um, so yes, during that birthing process was the hardest getting Kaya out. And after Kaya came out, I was like, I can't do this. I was crying, but not the crying that I had during Callie's birth, which was the recent one. Yeah. Because with Callie's pregnancy, I went through yoga teacher training. I saw so many different healers um, that, can you hear those dinging things? Dinging? Can you hear any dinging? I hope not. I don't hear dinging. <laughs> okay, I good. Hear okay, sorry. <laughs> No, but I, I hear as if you like touch like anything. I don't know if you have a if your microphone is on your chest or. If oh it's yes, like a, it is. I keep touching my chest. Oh, it's, yes. Yeah, so those parts I hear. So I've had okay. to kind of take notes. We'll see if we can edit those. If not, sorry, people, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm touching my heart so many times it's because okay. I think it, it helps when I'm it's speaking. <laughs> Absolutely. No, 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 no worries. So, so then, yeah. So yeah, continue. You had seen some healers, and and you and you had with with Callie. Yeah, when you with were my last with birth with yeah. Callie after my mom had passed because I was working through things, obviously, um, yeah. with the grieving process and. Uh, thinking that I was okay and then getting to these healing sessions and then just crying my eyes out. And um, uh, it was a beautiful thing that I did that through that birth because Callie's birth was the most beautiful birth I 
have had. Mm -hmm. Um, Kinsley's was beautiful because I wasn't aware of what was happening. And my mom was right there with me holding my hand. As I said, Kaya, she was the sickest and it was more difficult. And then Callie, I had let go of um, a lot of sadness that had to do with my mom's passing and her my uh, worry of her not being there and anxiety of her not being at this birth because she was at the other two births. Um, and everything played out just the way it was supposed to that day. And it was the one of the most beautiful things I ever experienced. Mm-hmm. It was raining and I knew she was there. My mom was there with me and was yes. brain symbolic for you? Yeah, cl- or the wet cleansing. Cleansing. Was, that was yeah, like I knew that she was crying and like yeah. so happy. <laughs> oh. But she, so yeah, so that and you know all of my birth videos are on YouTube. Um, and uh, Travis wrote a song to, to each to each child. I have to see the other two because I've only seen Callie's. I haven't oh. seen the ones with your mom. I'm yes. gonna have to look for those. Oh. That's beautiful. So and I think wrote for each one of those journeys of your of your of your pregnancy and your deliver for the delivery. And did you only hear those songs after? When would he tell you that he'd written a song? Yeah, after um, after <laughs> they were born, um, he I knew that he was writing them, but I would hear them after they were born when he put this beautiful video together of he filmed all of them and um, uh, yeah, the songs are unbelievable he's so talented and um i'm grateful that that i have him as my soul partner because he Mm. helped me through so much of this process too that you know the grieving process he was such a rock when i was such a mess oh my god he endured so much of my pain and my anger and you know didn't once raise his voice back at me or was just a super super supportive during all of it and I'm very very grateful for that um, so we could we could we could name Travis as one of your tools and your yes yes. Uh, uh, yes that's so important to have a support yeah, system and someone that system, right yeah. yeah and that gets you and like you said that the, that knows that some of these um behaviors that you might express are part of that grief and I mean the thing is that he could empathize with you because if his mom had been through cancer too like he could he you had a relatability to and of that pain of even just going through an illness itself right yes yes but I think I also held a lot of resentment towards him because he looked at my mom as like as his mom and but I'm like, your mom hasn't died. You don't know how I feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that was one big thing that I was deeply uh, resentful about towards him, that he still had his mom, and he was trying to, you know, help me through all this, but didn't really know how I was feeling because he hadn't gone through it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's different mm-hmm. when you go through it, I think. Yeah, it definitely is different. And but it's also that fact that even like with your siblings, I'm sure you each grieve yes. very differently, right? Mm-hmm. So and the same with your dad. So even though you've all experienced the same thing, it's still yes. different. You and I need to honor to his grieving yeah. too, you know, because exactly. he was She was his number one fan. I know. She was, she was his number one fan. It's like it's so who true. was gonna be, you know. <laughs> He, he was going to miss that cheerleader in the front row in his concerts yeah. and FaceTiming to see his concerts, you know, but yeah, so it, but yeah, it's, it, it's true. You honoring, respecting that it's going to be different and that 
we always want to feel like, I don't know, when we're in the middle of it, like we feel our pain is just so yeah yeah and it's only our pain right or something like I felt like it was only my pain because I was the one losing a mom exactly but But yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and he was he was also in pain not only because she was passing away or she had passed away but also seeing his wife the woman he loved in so much pain so it's like a double whammy Mm. too because he's seeing you go through that grieving journey too and not being able to help really truly take that pain away mm. is also very hard for somebody that's watching um you know so i i i can i can relate to that so then you, you, the prayer meditation yoga support system community uh, mm-hmm. all these community aspect all these things were things you you embraced now did you ever you said you're a dancer did you ever dance you're in some way to express any or release or anything as mm. well in your journey? Um, I think through yoga is when I would do that because um, uh, when I moved back, I unfortunately yeah, didn't dance as much as I was in Los Angeles. But yeah, even moving in my house, I, sh- I should have done because that is so freeing for me. And I really connect to my true self when I'm in that element um, but you know, I didn't. And so maybe that was something I, I could look at now too to express my emotions and feelings through all of this. Cause like you said, it's a journey and it is, it continues coming <laughs> back. Yeah. I do have to say we did start, um, a company in honor of my mom called awareness oh. rings. Um, oh, yes. Tell, yes. That's what one of the things I wanted to get to too. Tell us, tell us. Well, it's on hiatus right now because I, was pregnant with Callie and it, there was a lot going on and she, she just passed. So I'm still trying to work it out, but I, I wanted to create this company that people can connect. People can know that other people are going through similar situations as them. Um, it, it's a jewelry company. It's um, and our logo represents um, our parents and the four sisters. Um, it's, kind of like an A with four lines on the inside and then two circles surrounding us, which is representative of my mom and dad who have always protected us, supported Mm -hmm. us, community. Um, And um, I I wanted people to wear this symbol and know that when they saw someone else wearing it, that they could offer a hug or ask them what their story was or connect on a deeper level and um, just, just know that they aren't alone. Even if it's, you just see it and you're like, oh, wow, someone else is going through something difficult and so am I. Um, So that's where it stemmed from. And also because with my family, it was so hard to communicate during these times um, about anything, especially about her sickness. Um, And so we weren't communicating. And as I've come to find for me, um, speaking and talking about it is something that can heal tremendous wounds, um, letting it out, expressing it. Um, and so I wanted people to be able to talk and get it off their chests because that was something my mom didn't do. She never once wanted anyone to know about her illness. Um, so she never spoke about it. She hated the C word, the cancer word. And Mm, mm. yes. So I think it's so important to, um, to, own what's happening in your life or to um 
accept it so that you can move past it, right? And so I never, th- mm-hmm. I never think that she accepted it to move past it. And it's kind of like the, that. Sounds like the. Do you do you do you ever read the book? Um, going on, we're going on a bear hunt. Have you ever heard mm. that haunt song or book uh, that we're gonna catch a big one? No. Yes, yes, like, yes, yes, I'm yes. Not uh-huh. scared. It's I feel like story I haven't since you like know. I was younger, but yes. Oh, okay. Well, I had it. Well, I would say it. I would say it, and I used to own a children's gym, and so it was one of the things we would do the kids. But then I had a book for my kids when they were little that was about it. But it's like there was like you come into a field, and it's like we can't go over it, we can't go under it, we have to go through it, mm-hmm. you know. And it's the right now when you said that aspect of like acknowledging that there's something we're having to deal with you can't, you really, there's really no way around it. Right. You have to go through that. You have to go through it. You have to acknowledge that it's there and just, you know, in order to really pass through, through certain hardships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that's right now what you're, what that kind of brought to my mind was that image. And I, I think it's what you were expressing to like that conversation, the aspect of a, like by wearing the awareness, you know, it's, so it's a, it's a, a, where, it's a is necklace. It it's, a, it's kind of confusing. So we're kind of um, yes. in, you know, uh, <laughs> constant conversation about how we can really make this land with people and connect with people, mm-hmm. but it's, um, it's a necklace and it's, a, it looks like the shape of a little circle of ring. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and okay. that's what that's the, right. uh, the ring is. Ring. Yeah. Got it, like, got it. like the Olympic rings, you know, um, yes, that's their yes. symbol. So yeah, ours is like a little ring. And, yeah. I've seen the logo because, but do you have other things too? Don't, cause doesn't my sister have like, doesn't yes, she have apparel a or yes. apparel? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Cause then the apparel's there and then that way. Yeah. So it's well, apparel it's, <laughs> and it's jewelry too. Or- the apparel isn't there anymore because North Face um, has a similar oh, logo and we got, got their lawyer got in touch with us. And so that's why we're kind of revamping and why we've been in this hiatus because uh, the logo is so similar to that of North Face, um, oh, but they're okay. allowing us to do jewelry. So that's why we're trying to kind of revamp. Nice. Um but okay. I, when I met Catherine, I gifted her the necklace because I knew her story. And that's when we connected and we had coffee and we talked and it was so beautiful. And that's uh, when I have conversations like that, it inspires me to keep going with it because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it was healing for me and her to sit down over coffee and just know that we both have been through something really yeah, tough. She called me after that coffee date. Yeah. She Aww. called me. <laughs> I remember she's like, I just met somebody and her mom. And so it is, yeah. it is so true that that aspect of finding that connection with that is just, it just kind of takes you into this deeper uh, friendship so quickly, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you kind of already know that somebody has been through something similar to you that you can relate in just another mm-hmm another level so um so i yeah i know she completely like i think after that coffee date yeah it was oh, like yeah it was, she, yeah it was just a bonding moment for you both mm-hmm. the um the other thing too the aspect of how you were all uh grieving that was a little bit different that you felt that things needed to be talked has it has has that improved through the years or do you still feel that everybody has their own way and how they're like for you like you're like me like I like to talk about it that's why I've got a podcast mm. about grief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know? I have a podcast let's talk about it let's do you know but there are other people that that don't they <sighs> grieve differently so it's it's 
it, and it, and it's, and it, for us that may express it in this way can feel frustrating when others don't, but, but we also yes. have to again, back again to honoring that just like how it came to the surrender of even just acknowledging that that's how your mom wanted to do in the same yeah. process, I think has to be with how we acknowledge that everybody in our life just has a different way in which they're navigating their <sighs> grief that they be expressed differently. That's so um, hard for me, but yes, it's so true, you know, uh, because, oh, I know, because I, I, I guess I'm, I am connecting that to my mom's illness and that I, I'm like, maybe I'm labeling it that she was, um, like wasn't getting any better because she was keeping so much inside. And so I think what's important is to find an outlet to, to grieve. Yeah. Right. Whether it's talking or like me dancing in my bedroom or something or painting. Right. So yes. Yeah. Some way in which you can express. I heard, I heard in a, in a, in a grief, um, uh, in a grief support, like, I don't know, like webinar or something like that. They were talking about the people that are doers, like, you know, like, let's say, somebody that loves to work, like mm-hmm. work, 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 and work. And then, you know, they have a death in the family and then they go back, you know, they go back to work, work, work. And and then you think, wait, wait, wait a minute. They're not taking time. They're mm-hmm. not taking time to grieve. Like somebody that's a feeler, like, <laughs> like yes. a feeler, like we are, yes. the feelers, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. We do not relate to that because it was like, wait, but that's not what I would do. I would like be in my bed for like a week and just feel it and feel all the emotions and cry and this and, you know, but, um, but for people that are doers, that's the way that they cope, you know, you know, so um, is that the way they cope? I'm like, so, oh my gosh, I know their way is not my way and my way is not their way. I'm like, can you just sit down for one second with that help or no, it won't. won't. Yeah. Right. No, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird, but it's just because it's different because for that person, the keeping busy, even though we may see it as like, Oh, they're keeping busy so that they don't think Think about about it think about it. No, for some that keeping busy is the way that mm-hmm. they are coping, you know, yes. um, which, which could be the opposite for somebody that let's say it's a feeler and all of a sudden you're keeping busy. That's different. Mm. You see, like that may be right. different. Right, right, right. There could be avoidance. Mm. If you yeah. normally, how you would normally deal with things would be more in the feeling thing. And all of a sudden you're just, you know, doing all these things mm. to keep yourself busy to not feel that's you know what mm-hmm. I mean um I, I don't know that I know. Yeah, I, sorry, that's that's a different topic like, oh no it's, it's still a, part of the same one it's still <laughs> part of the same one but it's still the that aspect of yeah sorry the, yeah we throw all these because any of these things whatever comes in the conversation if it ends up being that the listener can relate to any little bit of it yes that's absolutely the, that's the goal or connect in some mm-hmm. way. Um, so now the, with this, then we have the, the awareness rings and that's another way that you're, you're processing then the current grief of being able to create that and honor her. And what about with the girls? Tell me a little bit of how it is, how do you, uh, share with them? Cause then the only one that maybe really truly remembers her a little bit would be Kinsley. Yeah. So how do you keep, her memory in your life, her in your life. Mm, that's so good. I know. Uh, she would always say Gigi here, Gigi here, whenever she would talk to Kinsley and even Kaya for the first, you know, couple months or whatever. Um, 
And um, now they, any ladybug they see, um, they say, oh my gosh, Gigi's with us, Gigi's with us. Whenever we're in the pool, there's like ladybugs everywhere. And they're like, oh my gosh, Gigi, Gigi, can I hold Gigi? And so... How did they come up with the, the ladybug being the symbol? For how did how did they? Was it something for you that meant a lot, or was it something that meant a lot for your mom? Yes, like, my mom. Or- my mom loved ladybugs, and I think during the uh, you know last few years is when she really got into them, and um, so that was just our 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 animal for her. Um, my mom's sister unfortunately passed away too um of breast cancer she had breast cancer but then it metastasized and she got pancreatic cancer Mm. um and so her kids after or before uh, this uh, so yes so this was before my mom and then her Mm. mother passed away too before she um passed away so i know too for her that was two of the most traumatic things she had witnessed because she was there with them in the hospital, both of them. And so, you know, having her mom pass and then her sister pass of cancer, so much, yeah. you, you know, like how can you try and train your mind to be like, to not um, think that that's going to happen to you when you're diagnosed with cancer, uh, you know, and I just know she was so fearful and it, it I was so empathetic towards her feelings. Um, but so, yeah, so her sister passed and her kids call at any time they see butterflies that's um aunt sue mm-hmm. and uh so <laughs> ours is the ladybug with Gigi, and we talk about her all the time and you know you show pictures and my dad's still so madly in love and uh talks about her and anytime he writes cards and birthday cards he'll say from Gigi and poppy you know <laughs> yes so he always incorporates her in everything and we still celebrate her birthday and, you know, get a birthday cake and sing happy birthday to her. And yeah. Beautiful. It's only been two years, but that's how we still, you know, still. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. It, the, because, you know, sometimes the not, not talking is also something that some families choose to do to not talking about the, loved one and mm. um and and acknowledging those those you know milestones like a birthday or anniversaries mm. anniversaries what do you do for the anniversaries for her oh yeah so on on awareness rings too we have a a blog post where we've written some articles and one of them is how to celebrate um the celebration of the passing of you know mm-hmm. um of life and so there's some different techniques but we um personally will celebrate it um this last time we went down to the springs where my family lives it's this uh in the neighborhood they have this freshwater springs and that's where we had her funeral too um it, it's why wait 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 what is that wakaiva 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 springs uh it, yes it's close to that but it's not wakaiva springs um but, oh, okay, okay i was like what what is it wakaiva yeah <laughs> everyone says it differently but yeah wakaiva no, that I, I, yeah, I forgot that I've only been once. So I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. So um, we were fortunate you, enough to live in a neighborhood that had a freshwater springs like that. Beautiful. And so we had our funeral there. My little sister got married up there. Um, oh, beautiful. The moment my mom drove into this neighborhood, she said, this is where I'm living. And they still have their house there 40, 
50 years later. Um, oh, wow. So it's been, it's, it's a really special place for us for many reasons. And so we'll go up there and celebrate her life and write notes and send them up in balloons. Um, even though that's probably not good for the environment. So, <laughs> but you know, it's the thought that counts and we're just, <laughs> maybe next year we'll do something like, a little different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You, you compensate, you, you, you do other things for the environment that, yeah. that, you know, override, override, override the fact that you send out yes, balloons. So yes. it's okay. And oh, she um, loved painting rocks. She loved painting rocks and leaving them. So that's another memory we do. We paint rocks and we leave them in different areas of the neighborhood. And um, so, yeah, another way to honor her. So many, so mm-hmm. many different ways. And, and it's those little things that when somebody else is going to see the little rocks is going to, you know, Brighten their day, so it's as so, if yes. her memory lives on. Yeah, the, her memory lives on not only through you guys, but then how you're passing on that kindness and that love mm. through these little expressions too. Mm. So that's beautiful, and through the awareness rings and all uh, the awareness ring uh, rings that company and everything. I'm sure it will it will revamp soon. We'll still put the can is the is the um is the website that can people still go there or the yes. blog? Mm-hmm. The le- okay. yeah. Awarenessrings.com. So and it's, um, it's spelt, uh, where W E A R. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause you wear, See, wrote, you wear it. Okay. And then I will post, I'll post the link in the, um, in the show notes so that people okay. can go to that too. But I am just so grateful for you sitting here and chatting. Is there anything else that you wanted to, to share that I might've not asked that hmm. you still feel like you need to, um, no, Jared, I'm just I'm looking at a picture. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at a picture of my mom right now, and I, you know, prayed before I got on the call with you that I would honor myself and honor her, and I just want to let her know that I love her and that we miss her. And that, that's it. Thank you. Mm. That's a beautiful way. That's a beautiful way to to finish the. Mm. The interview, so beautiful. And your mom's name? Your mom's Debbie. name is mm-hmm. Debbie. What is it, Debbie? Thank My you, grandfather. Debbie. Yes, little bluebird. Our little bluebird. Oh, beautiful! Thank you so much once again. Sending you a huge, huge hug, Debbie. Thank you. Thank you again so much for choosing to listen today. I hope that you can take away a few nuggets from today's episode that can bring you comfort in your times of grief. If so, it would mean so much to me if you would rate and comment on this episode. And if you feel inspired in some way to share it with someone who may need to hear this, please do so. Also, if you or someone you know has a story of grief and gratitude that should be shared so that others can be inspired as well, please reach out to me. And thanks once again for tuning in to Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between podcast. Have a beautiful day.